The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. What was what you back? Which girl got a shash shash for the Empress Lady Kate mix and on another episode of the You Better Live show? Look, I'm just living because I know what life be given. And and saying that, you know, I got some sad news. Y'all know I got my what's in the what's, my what in the worlds, because life be life so you better live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. I hope that my faithful supporters, listeners, all that are joining me. If you're not, pray you get to join me the next time, right? Um, but it's always a good day, especially when you are in the land of the dead and you are living. Yes, it's a good day to be seen and not viewed. So guess what? You better give all your praises, all of that up to God and just live your life. But thank y'all for joining me tonight. Tonight's topic is they planning out face. Oh, is they planning out face? They planning out face. Yeah, planning out faces. And guess what? I got a whole bunch of hold on. I'm having a little malfunction here. Of course, y'all know it's always something, right? It's always something with my backstage <laughs> scenery and everything else like that. With the children's and everything that we gotta love them. Gotta love them. Gotta love them. Gotta love them. But they walking through, making my camera shake, making everything ready to break. <laughs> and I'll just hold on. What's going on? Wait a minute, John. You got to get. Look, this is so hilarious, y'all. Chloe, what are you doing? But let me just grab this for one minute. <laughs> Why is ready to go off? Because he's talking about some bang, but he the one who developed the um the <laughs> underneath my camera. But thank y'all for joining me. Let me get it back up in here real quick. Look, this is real life. And probably because my nerves is real big on what I'm ready to hit the report to y'all. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Voila. There we go. <laughs> always a little malfunction. Listen, it's always something. My mic, it's always something. Y'all know it's always something with me. But I am just living. And y'all better live. It's always something. And my saying is, y'all know that this is real life. So it's no edit. <laughs> we live and life is no driving. It's not no joke, but it can be funny. And a lot of times you better learn to live to yourself. Let's start the show off. I just want to get some prayers so I can get into everything that I need to get into tonight. Um, first, like I said, starting off with some very, very sad news. But let me get my prayer. Let me get my prayer out the way. I like to do that. That keeps me grounded. I'm, I'm noticing more so now, more so than ever, I'm telling you. I'm going mad, y'all, trying to stay happy. I am. And I'm noticing that I'm really, like, having a prayer about everything. Stay sane in my brain. So, bear with me. But, dear God, I thank you. Thank you for bringing me to another moment, oh, Father God, to be able to encourage, oh, Father God, to be able to just live, oh, Father God. I hope, oh, Father God, those out there listening, oh, Father God, and those not listening, oh, Father God, are blessed. Know that you continue, oh, Father God, to guide us through all of this mess, oh, Father God. And as long as we stress, oh, Father God, it's not helping us. 
is not working for us, oh, Father God, but that is the reality, oh, Father God. And I just ask that you continue to be with us and let us know that we can make it, oh, Father God. Let us continue to encourage ourselves, encourage others, and love and pray for one another. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Yes. Continue to encourage yourself. Continue to encourage one another because life is really real. Um, the first part of my show, I just first have to acknowledge, like I always acknowledge y'all, that you back to live. Um, I do sadly report um, that a previous guest on my show, the wonderful, the beautiful, uh, beautiful spirit, beautiful energy, um, anything that I seen her doing um, in our adult life and in the children's life, I mean, and in child life, <laughs> Um, this life period was always out of love for God and love for others. Um, but the beautiful Michelle Silva, um, y'all know I had an honor the death before. She hosts usually on Thursdays um, the Love, Life, and Lust. Um, she had a panel discussion with adults where they talked about relationships. Um, I believe she was a pastor in the church out in the Middle River area, but she has um, sadly transitioned um, from this life um, with her daughter suddenly um, this was Friday June the 9th um, I believe traveling to a visit to another church or somehow um, her services are coming up of course I am definitely going to attend if y'all remember she was the beautiful one giving out the tickets um, to that event that she was having where she was having um, the singer who had been on my show before, the performing artist, um, beautiful. She was going to be out there. I know Brother Nance was going to be out there at that event, that time that she was doing. Um, she had reached out to me to give away some free tickets for that, um, was ecstatic um, to invite us to that. I know several times before she has hosted um, events that my mother, my godmother, all of them had um, attended. So it just was real shocking. Um, it truly was. Um, as much as this camera keep on shaking, because look, I gotta say something to try to make myself laugh, y'all. Sometimes I stop from crying, but as much as this camera is shaking, that's just really how I was really when I got the news. Um, it just was really so, so, so shocking. Um, and at the same time, um, on that day, I, w I was going through, look, I tell y'all, I'm always going through, right? Um, but on that very day as well, um, I was down in Mercy Hospital. Oh! Hey, Dad, I'm going to get you. Look, hold on, y'all. I cannot, I cannot. This is, this is every time, all right? And it's funny. See, you got to laugh to yourself. That was something. Thank God. Hopefully that was something. Just take him off of the leash, please. Um, he got him on the leash. Yes, please don't. Not right now while I'm doing this. Um, uh, but I was down in Mercy Hospital. <laughs> Look, I'm starting to learn how to just, you know, go through the motions because this seemed to be my thing, y'all. This is kind of seemed to be my thing that when I'm on the air is something going to happen up in here that have you like, what? No what I'm supposed to be here reporting the what and the what's and the what in the worlds and uh, honey that be going on 
right here in my team, right here in my studio on the You Better Live um, show. Um, but yes, this um, sister, along with her oldest daughter, um, I believe she was 41. Her daughter was 22, 42 and 22, I believe, were their ages. Um, but it just was so tragic. I was saying I was down in the hospital. I was having severe, a dumb, no pain. I went down to the hospital. Of course, they, well, they always try to tie back to my history of ulcers, but I truly think that it was something more different, more severe this time. Um, how how have you? Um, I went down there because I actually lost consciousness, right? And um, just being in there, you know, the waiting around game and pain and everything, I was strolling on social media and I came across it, like, on her page. And I was like, wow. And I was like, wait a minute, is something that somebody um, had reported? But by that time, you know, family had already reached out, Um to my mom and everything. So it's just it's just tragic. Please pray um for the Silver family, um, for her daughters, um, extended family, for everybody, all their loved ones, their family and their friends, because I know that is ooh, so difficult. Um, so something like that. That's just so, so, so difficult. Um, I knew Lachelle since we were since we were children, you know, never real close or, you know, the best of friends, whatever, but it was always love. It was always it was always love. It was always love. Even from back when we was kids, she just was always so quiet, so sweet. She just always had that type of personality, um, you know. And whenever I ran across her, whenever I would see her or anywhere, it was always that, you know. We always um, recognized each other and not just recognized each other um, for and looks. Well, you know, that's shared to us for show, but just like recognized each other and always spoke in that moment and how you doing? And then, you know, and kind of had that type of embrace. Um, so it truly was always a pleasure. And I'm just, you know, sad to report that. So I came through in my blue because if y'all are faithful supporters and followers, you know, when she came on my show, that was another thing. I always talk about how people play with me about. <laughs> being guests and I always just let y'all know about my struggles um, and what that consists of to actually confirm guests and uh, along with having your content and everything that you want to report on the show. Um, but when she was on the show, you know, we kind of like joked her um, favorite color was blue because I used to always see her in pictures um, with blue on. Um, I, we talked about that, that she always had blue. So I came through um, in my blue shirt today, not looking as good as she did in her blue, of course, but that just was like a little um, dedication to her when I woke up today and it was like, oh, it's Thursday, I'm doing my show. Um, it definitely was on my heart um, to acknowledge her and give her some type of um, just love, just love that she always gave me as I know she's always gave her family and as she always gave to others. Um, so rest in peace, Lachelle Silva um, and her daughter, that Silva. They truly will be missed, and they are forever loved. Yes, yes, y'all. I'm sorry. Y'all know I apologize. Y'all know I always had to. I told you if it ain't if it ain't me that know something that's going on tragic, then it's you or it's just whoever. You know somebody, and then on top of watching the news, which I have tried to stay away from, but just can't seem to stay away from. 
Um, on top of that, it just kind of like you, you just be known, you know, everything. And then you just don't really have that moment to grieve or take one tragedy and before something else tragic just happens. And it's just trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma. And that's why I say, yeah, I'm going mad. Trying to stay happy. And with everything else, of course, I'm going to get into my what and what. And that's why I said they playing in our face, right? It's a lot of stuff going on and why I say that they are playing in our face. You know, you know them type of people that always talk about they wanted to keep it real, keep it real, but it's just always some fakeness being displayed. And I always say that the fake positive folks are the fakest ones. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but on top of that, of course, I had to talk about some things going down in the city. Last week, I did discuss about this budget that the city was going down in City Hall with the city council, what their disagreements were on amongst a lot of things going on with that budget. I talked about some of the salaries in Monty, but I definitely hit on how it just was a lot of turnaround for us with the staffing up in there, right? Yeah, I definitely hit on that. Um, so I found some more information <laughs> um, digging into that again. First, what made me kind of get back to it and bringing it up again on this show is because um, Elmer Brandon Scott was supposed to be attending a uh uh what is a film festival yeah a film festival out of the country over in england he was set to attend this week um as of i think yesterday he was gone and then abruptly um last night it was reported from the uh chief of what is it the chief of staff or whatever but darcy the guy that he got down there i'm telling you there's so much stuff going on flip-flop <laughs> down there um, but he had uh, reported abruptly last night um, that the mayor had decided not to go, being so that the city council had approved this budget um, today, which was yesterday. So I'm saying last night, but look, y'all get the y'all get it right. So all of this is an adjustment this week. Just follow me. So uh, he decided that he would not be going on this trip to this film festival over in England. It is a movie, um, actually a film, actually depicting him um, and his efforts to battle crime holistically, so they say. You know, all of his efforts against the sense of gun violence here in Baltimore City. Um, so it was supposed to be, you know, this national recognition. Um, the film is entitled... Hold on, let me get the name. The Body Politic. I seen it. Had this nice little picture up on it or whatever. But he decided not to go. Um, it was reported that the actual film, people that were responsible for the film was paying for the trip because people had some questions about that. Like, wait a minute. Should he be going? So, you know, a lot of this for real. Um, people are saying that's why he's not going is, of course, because it's political um, with him, of course was ready to run for re-election next year. They was like, nah, he couldn't risk to go. Um, but the reason why he said he wasn't going is because it was pressing other priorities on top of the budget being approved. Um, and then this weekend, this film, The Body Politic, um, is due to be airing, I think, in Washington, D.C. Um, it's going to be at the D.C. Docs Festival in Washington, D.C. on 618. 
Um, so that's the North American premiere because the premiere he put was going to was supposed to be out of the country. So people was wondering who was paying for this. It was like a fee of like not even five thousand, which I think would be good to be going out of the country. But people have been on it, and that's speculating because of all these other officials that was taking trips. So not all these other officials. They was trying to say it stems from they own it now because. Our girl Marilyn Mosby was taking all these elaborate trips and it wasn't being so it's a whole nother process now down there as far as when it comes to taking trips. Um and so he decided not to go. He said he's not gonna go, but he is ecstatic to be able to have the opportunity to premiere here, here in the city. Um so I didn't hear anything about it until um I just was looking back at some of my future notes from last week and I had put a sum across that. In my opinion, I was like, okay, Brandon, that's a good move. You should find a kitten going away or whatever. But a lot of people after the move were definitely saying that it was political. Um, and because, you know, he's up for the re-election. So he's doing everything to try to look good um, in the eyes of all of the citizens and to try to make it appear that he's on his priorities. Um, I spoke last week that the priority down at City Hall evidently or allegedly though a lot of people it's not the best morale or staff because they are having problems with staff retention um down there um i spoke on all the different changes how a lot of them were down there wasn't even retaining their positions for six months um high positions but now in the city the word is saying is it ain't what you know is who you know <laughs> it ain't what you know is who you know down there um, in the city, whatever. So they said, if you know him, you was a friend. If you was Dale, you know, you was playing basketball or something like that with Brandon Scott or something like that, you might can get up in there. Um, but then on the other hand, I'm like, you know, that's what it's supposed to be about, right? You're supposed to. Um, that's kind of like social capitalism, you know what I mean? It's kind of like if you know people, of course, make sure they know how to do the job. But I don't think it automatically, on the other hand, should oust you just because you you know, you have prior affiliation with someone before they get into this professional role. You know what I'm saying? So just because, you know, an individual knows the mayor or someone else like that um, prior to, and then they come through for a job, um, their chances shouldn't be shot. But I know that their chances are more often than not, they have more of a chance of getting a position. But I mean, what, what you think? What's your expect? Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of changes and that had brought me to some more. Look, I got some more little gossip. Um, I know a lot of people are happy at a lot of the disagreements in the, that occurred prior to the approval of this um, city budget. Uh, I know the fire department is ha um, happy because what they requested was approved. So it's supposed to be upgrading a lot of their equipment, a lot of technology to use to fight fires. Um, what I'm hearing is that the state's attorney office is not so happy under the direction, of course, of our state attorney, um, Ivan Bates, because his request um, was not approved, which was a little crazy to me because I was like the way that they're thinking to kind of uh, commit crime or whatever they're trying to do in regards to that and run it through the legal system. Um, but then also, too, you know, you know, Brandon Scott is being acknowledged for his somewhat or what I guess he's calling his holistic approach to combating crime. And from what I've seen from Ivan Bates so far, it's OK. You know, he also wants people to be 
held accountable and everything else like that for as bad things. But I haven't seen anything like really outrageous, but I'm watching, but I'm definitely watching because they was rushing. <laughs> they was rushing to get my in here. They wanted uh Brother Gozy out of there so bad, so bad, so bad. Um, so I know it's just the beginning of his tenure as the state's attorney. Um, but we definitely have to stay um, vigilant in that. For as well, all of these systems with the police department, all these departments, all these systems, what have you, whatever you want to call them, just stay on point. Um, but down, getting back on my subject about this staff retention problem down in City Hall, well, what it appears to be, let me say that, what it appears to be, um, the former chief of staff, um, Chesia Chambers, I'm bringing this up because we talked about last week about some of their salaries and that it was some concern about a lot of the salaries in Monsey Department being maintained after a grant um, which was awarded to the city was basically the supplier of some of those salaries for a lot of the Monsey staff that was a concern. We talked about Miss um, uh, the director of the Monsey, what is it, Saint Shante Jackson, her $28,000 um, raise, $28, raise within two years. And I know in some positions in the city, they ain't even trying to give you $28,000 or you fight for $28,000 as you get in um, there. Um, but yes, this chief of staff, the former one, should I say, um, Chazia Chazer, um, name was removed from all the city uh, websites. This is back in the beginning of May. Um, she is receiving a $225,000 salary. And uh, weeks following that, she still remains on the city payroll. Um, so that was the something. So uh, earlier in the beginning of May, Brand, uh, Mayor Brandon Scott had announced that the former um, campaign manager, Mr. Marvin James, would take over as the COS for her that she was leaving out. So I don't know. She stayed on the payroll. She did have, according to the payroll records, three weeks of leave of absence. Um, it has been alleged that they had asked her to take another role in re, um, administration, but she refused that. Uh, but then that also led into the, who was that? Was that the, I think it was the communications director. It was a whole bunch of that. She had pushed for him to be hired. And allegedly, um, that's why she was leaving her position after he was being fired. Because he was supposed to be the communications director, who she highly vouched for in February to be hired of this year. But they were saying that he was barely uh, available for like the press. He had was not providing some speeches or whatever that he was supposed to um, create for the mayor, you know, different things like that. So he was rarely av available for the media. He didn't produce speeches. Um, and he was reportedly also doing some outside consultation work. So that is what is being said as to why he was being let go. But then it was some later sources saying that he was resigning, like it was a resignation. So I don't know. That, that's what I'm telling y'all. It's just so much... <laughs> down there <laughs> and what i was saying is that so once she vouched for him to get hired and then he was getting fired and she ain't want to be there then it was like move over here and then she was like no i want to move over there but then she was still on the payroll so that's where all this money and stuff like that comes into play and those were a lot of the disparities to what they were saying like you know 
these a lot of these salaries are for fetch, not even for fetch, um, because of course to be in any type of city administration, if you look at it across the board, like for real, a lot of times these are normal salaries. And then also considering you've been on the city administration in Baltimore City and understanding what a lot of that consists of, um, you will understand that the salary being sufficient to what the job is calling for. Um, but at the same time, y'all got y'all got to be responsible with this money. Y'all got to hire. If you gonna hire your people, then so you gonna hire people that you know, because we all know that's how it go. Make sure you're doing it right, and make sure that these people, and when it's time for them to go, and they ain't doing what they supposed to do, then it's time for them to go. Uh, so some other knowledgeable sources down in the city hall is saying that was the situation with Miss Chasir. Um, who was the chief of staff who was still on his payroll after, I don't know, being let go, whatever, she had the absence or whatever, but that's what they were saying. Her general duty as the COS is to protect the mayor and to kind of confirm, you know, votes amongst the city council or whatever um, for him. That's what they say. It's, that's that's the main job, and that's what they're saying that she was not able to do. Um, and then also, I guess by referring somebody that she know, and then he wasn't able to produce, um, it was a whole bunch of that. But just like in any job, y'all, that's what it goes on, a whole bunch of that goes on, and I know it goes on down there. You know how it is when you're on a job with your coworkers and everything else like that, and you kind of, you know, you try to be at work, and you be like, I ain't got time for that. I'm just coming to work, and I'm getting my check. But the reality is, a lot of times you are at that job, more than you are anywhere in your life and you do develop relationships and you develop bonds with your coworker. Everybody always brings off this energy that it would be ideal to treat your coworkers as family. Oh, let's be family, let's be family. Um, so in knowing that, y'all know it'd be some mess, right? It'd be some mess with the family. So that's really a lot what be going on um, in these jobs. And it seems like a lot of that is going down um in city hall so yeah ain't what you know it's who you know down up in there i mean on one hand that's the way it's supposed to be but then on the other hand it ain't supposed to be like that so get it in tech i don't know y'all know next year is the election for mayor and everything else like that. yeah in 2024 so i think um may starts the primary of course brandon scott's going up for re-election i talked before about uh Lately, how mayor, former mayor Sheila Dixon was coming out on statements about certain things, um, like how she had, you know, talks about the curfew that we talked about several times on here. She just was making a lot of public statements on a lot of things. So I'm assuming, I'm thinking that she will be running um, for mayor as well in 2024. And a lot of people are saying that she definitely could have a chance. Um, this go around coming back, or she had a chance the last time, but they saying more of a chance um, this time. So um, we will see. Keep your eyes open, like I'm telling you, because when you are woke, you never sleep. <laughs> you never sleep. And in the meantime, while you going mad, trying to stay happy, they is playing in our face. They is playing in our face. Let them stop playing in your face, y'all. Let them stop playing in your face. Um. And some other news, I broke it down about that Brandon Scott stuff. Yes, that was a whole bunch. That's a whole mess. Um, it's easy to say, just revamp the whole system, right? Just just get everybody out of there, just started anew. Uh, but it's not. It's easier said than done. 
even though you know we wrote voted on the term limits, it's definitely gonna be some challenges on that because by the time these people leave out of here, like they don't even get to get nothing started. As soon as somebody come in there, they're gone. They don't even get nothing started, get nothing moving, even though of course it's always that mission there or you know what the purpose is, what's the goal of that department altogether down the city hall, the Muncie department, all that, anything that is being facilitated or rent under the mayor. Um, at any job, right? But sometimes when you ain't a yes man or you ain't going along with the plan, you know, it'd be a whole bunch of that. I told you it'd be messed up in a family. Um, but a whole bunch of mess too, you know, a whole bunch of mess too that just we keep on going on. It's not only in our city, it's everywhere. And of course, celebrities and their drama is always in the spot. Light. I reported last week and I could not remember this beauty name who said tragically lost her life after receiving some form of reconstructive um, plastic surgery. Um, Jackie O, Jackie O, the baby mother, um, DC Young Fly, I think they were engaged, his fiance, um, his children's mother, um, they had three ch children together. Um, I didn't even realize, um, I, I remember when I was reading that she was on the show, on the Wildland show with him, but she also had an extensive fan base. Um, she began, actually got her recognition in 2018 that she was the director of a Prince um, video. I think it was uh, Breakfast Can Wait, some type of um, video Prince that um, back in 2013. So that's when she first got her recognition. I haven't even known about DC Young Fly that long, I don't believe. Um, but just give y'all some background in it. And then in 2015, she debuted as a um, debut. Hold on, I got something over here playing or whatever. It's just hitting things and everything. Oh, wait, something. I ain't fronting. Look, if y'all don't believe me, goodness gracious. Oh, mercy. But that's all right. I'm living it, y'all, but I live for it. Uh, but back in 2015, she had debuted as an actual uh, musician and an artist, but I didn't even know that her history um, in the in industry went back that far. I knew about the Wild and Out, um, but I didn't know that she was like the director of a Prince video. Like, that is huge. Um, but she was laid to rest um, this week. I was able to see some clips of that service. It appeared to be a beautiful service. Um, I actually was inspired. Um, by the um, the remarks that DC Young Fly uh, gave um, in tribute to his love, um, Jackie O. But some people, like I told you all, people be crazy in a conspiracy theory. A lot of people was talking about, you know, tying it back to that Illuminati mess. You know, they come straight with that, um, saying it was a sacrifice or whatever else like that. They were saying that his his remarks was given like, oh, oh, well, she gone. But to me, it was given like, she gone and I still have to make it for my kids. So I don't know what people got from it, but I didn't get from get that from it at all. I'm just telling you what I was saying and what they were saying. And I was like, oh, people be saying anything and it'd be at the wrong time. I reported last week I had to check Azalea um, Banks had came out talking on left out the side of her neck 
about, you know, with some type of form of karma because um, Jackie O had passed away at 32 and it was exactly on her, Miss Banks' 32nd birthday. Um, so that just was a bit much and just like totally disrespectful. Um, so then this even after they laid this lady the rocks and, you know, um, that was filmed, I guess. Um, Shannon's like, you know, people who have attended whatever, I couldn't wait to post it pictures. I seen several little things. I think I seen them um at the repairs um that looked at road um that has been shared publicly um from her service. I seen a re a repairs video. Um but I also seen that, you know, where he was like in front of the funeral, um giving his remarks. I mean it was really touching. You know, he talked about um his love of God and exactly where his strength is coming from, God during this um tragedy in this time. He talked about him having to you know, remain solid and remain sane basically for his children. He did it while he acknowledged his hurt. Um, he just basically, you know, was speaking on that, talking real, how we all know, how all of us do, like, oh, we don't know what we can get through until we have to get to it, right? Until it comes to us and we have to live. Um, so a lot of times I know people expect a certain response when you're grieving or when you're going through something. Um, you know, people think they know what grief or anger, everything, you know, with every emotion, it's an action associated with that, right? To actually confirm that that's the emotion or whatever you're going through. You know, people associate crying with being sad. So sometimes if you're crying and you're happy, people are confused. Um, or if you don't cry this certain way, but you know, it just, it just was real heartbreaking, you know, that I was like, but, but you knew that, I, I knew that though. Come on, y'all know that people always like the mess. And we've definitely heard the messes before about this Illuminati talk and about celebrities, um, such as DC young flies, you know, comedians, all of them actually making sacrifices to uphold a more higher status in their career to be able to do things. I even seen this other crazier um, video that was supposed to be from one of the associates actually in Illuminati saying that, yeah, DCF, I made this kind of sacrifice. But was he calling the sacrifice? He was calling it something else and he was supposed to be taking over. It just was a mess. I was like, baby, the stuff people come up with. So yeah, now they talking about DC Young Fly, y'all. They say he was too relaxed. They were saying that it just was like he was over it. Like, like it was something like she was gone and that was it. I didn't get that from it. So you get a chance, check it out. Come back, holler at me next week. Tell me your thoughts. But in the meantime, if you hear and you hear me talking about this, you can get into the discussion. Always feel free to give me your thoughts. Hit me up in the chat. The phone lines, of course, are still always open. 443-642-9403. Got it. Uh, so make sure y'all hit me up about that. Um, so that just was a mess to me. Danny Lee, okay. Dan, Danny Lay, Danny Lee. How do you say her name? <laughs> Report on somebody else now, y'all. Um, before we go on the commercial break, but Danny Lee, um, she was arrested for DUI, charged with DUI after allegedly hitting someone and running. Yes, hitting someone, a man riding on a uh, moped who they say sustained non-life-threatening in injuries, but they said he had like a severed or he had some type of 
uh, kidney laceration. That's the insurance to me. Kidney laceration and a spinal fracture. So even though it was not life threatening, I guess considering he didn't lose, um, lose his life to hit and run, definitely was life threatening. So yes, Miss Dana Lee, who has a baby girl velour with the infamous, well, no, the famous, the baby. Don't play with him because I just love his little short chocolate tail. Um, but has the baby girl velour with. The baby was arrested in Miami Beach, Florida. Yeah, she was for DUI. Um, leaving the scene. She had reportedly um this was too um in the end of May. Sometimes y'all be catching stuff. I did already have this down before, but forgot to report on it. Um, but yeah, homegirl at the end of May was allegedly driving drunk. She hit someone traveling down there on a moped. It was a passenger in her car. She was driving her great Mercedes-Benz come through. Um, I don't know a lot about her either, but, you know, she's the thing and she's out there. Um, that's what she's known for. Um, I try to look up um, some things about her and her songs, which I did, but I just was like, I don't recollect. <laughs> or none of this stuff, right? So, um, who was that actually? No, look, I think I gave y'all the whole little Brandown talking about on Jackie O, and that was on. I told y'all how my notes be everywhere. So y'all know that little comment, right? The little facts or whatever I was trying to break down to about Jackie O. Oh no, that wasn't her. <laughs> that wasn't her. That wasn't her history. Rest in peace, Jackie O. But baby, that wasn't you. Um, so yeah, it all started with Wild Out. That actually was this lady right here. So this lady got her recognition, but I only knew about her. Um, what I was trying to say, notes all jumbled up because of the baby, but no, she had directed the Prince video, so this was the one, yeah, this was the one who directed the Prince video, and then came out as a singer in 2015. Yes, yes, yes. This is her, Mrs. Danny Lee. That is her, the baby mama of the baby with the precious baby girl velour. So she was locked up. She allegedly hit somebody on a moped, um, non-life-threatening injuries, um, she kept going. They say she kept going according to a witness. A witness had fled down the police, told them what happened. They pulled her over immediately, got her to stop. Um, I guess it was kind of down there on the strip, on the beach, um, down there somewhere, got her to stop. She immediately was saying she did not hit any motorists and she had not had any alcohol beverages. That already right there alone. Sounds like you're drunk. <laughs> Sounds like you're drunk and you lying. You know what I mean? Given the, the proper terms, right? The motorist and no alcohol or beverages. Um, so she probably was drunk, but it was alleged. However, oh yeah, she was drunk because when she got to the station, they had their breathalyzer. Um, two of them might have had you after she failed the sobriety test on the scene. So she did fail. They said badly. All of the tests on the scene she was taken into the apartment, and I think one of her readings was like a 0.145, the other one being a 0.148. Don't watch the reading they got first, but usually um, it decreases as you get the reason. So she probably had the 0.148. That probably would make more sense first, and then the 0.145. Um, but homegirl, yeah, she was in there for a little bit of time, from about 8.16 up to like 11 something in the morning. And she was released on a $9,500 bail. So she is up out of jail, but she is out on these charges of 
vehicle assault, something, um, leaving the scene, and all that other stuff, and all that other good stuff. Yeah, so she is facing that. I just wanted to share that with you. I can't believe I mixed that up like that, y'all, but I'm glad that I caught it, right? Guess what? This is just news. Our news, and guess what? It is all good. So that's just to be clear, right? She is the one that directed the Prince video, and I still was amazed at that because I only kind of really knew about her um, you know, that stuff that came out about the baby disrespecting her and putting her out and was doing all that stuff like she was crazy and stuff like that. So I knew that she was the baby mother, but I did not realize that she was a singer and really out there um, like that. And so I was looking up and I ran across this like, dang, she got locked up for the DUI. Yeah, I know I shared my story about my DUI and everything else like that. I was one point over. Um, but Miss Danny Lee, they said you were floored. You was definitely over. The, the limit, and they said that you got locked for that. You got locked for that. But she was out. She paid the 9500 It's nothing to her. Um, She's out, and she's going on about her day. Talk about somebody else that is in some car trouble when I come back from this break. Yeah, some car trouble, and I'm bringing it back. Yeah, some car trouble, I say. Legal trouble, should I say. Bringing Who it back to Baltimore City. And the Baltimore and about oh, what was that, Marty? I said, who said anything about a break? I'm the one that gives you breaks. I said oh, nothing. Wait a minute, I'm on angels. I ain't talking about a commercial and everything else like that. I do it that I ain't seen, but no, I ain't say that right. The producer say, wait a minute. But I say anything about a break, not chat, not chat, not chat, because I got set that up. So that's okay. Look, I'm trying to do everything right. I'm trying to host the show. <laughs> That's why I told y'all I'm all over the place. I told you I'm going mad trying to stay happy. So y'all better embrace and love on this happy face because I know that I love y'all. It is always a pleasure for me to be here celebrating life and just encouraging life in each and every one of you. Um, I do, do truly appreciate it. Um, early in the show, I reported on the sight and passing of Michelle Silver, who was on here before. Um, I think I made the point of all how I was saying all of the struggles a lot of times that it take, not even to talk about people that support you and watch the show. <laughs> uh, but then just people that come on to actually be a guest and share this moment and share their light and their love with us. Uh, and in that struggle, you know, it definitely was not a struggle with Lachelle. Uh, whenever we got to talk, and I don't even know how it actually got initiated. I don't know if it was uh, may have been me reaching out to her or she was already trying to get rid of the tickets and then I had let her know that I do the show um, or some have you. I think that's how it was but he neither or like I said she came on, she came through last minute, no hesitation was like I'm there even the day she came through she had something else to do but she still made that time to come through and I will always remember that. I truly appreciate that and I am really, I'm sitting here in blue and talking about it, I'm trying not to shed a tear because I'm really feeling blue about it because she really loved life. She really did love life. And that's why I'm telling you, I just be on here and I'm just telling you, just don't never know. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it gives, but it's more than life to done. So up, you're about to live. That is not my stand for nothing. I truly don't believe. Or I'm truly... I ain't going to say don't believe. I know that the You Better Live show 
um, definitely has its purpose. And I hope, I hope that it's serving, serving all of my listeners, everybody out here very, very well. Um, so I was talking about Debbie Lee and her little legal trouble stemming from being in vehicles and cars and all that. Mm-hmm, they hit somebody and left the dag on scene. Now let me go back and talk about our boy, yes, the champion, the boxing champion, Tank, 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 Javante Davis. Oh, Javante Davis. Look at his fine self. He's mighty, mighty, mighty. Yes. This brother right here has a record of 29 and 0. Okay, 29 and 0. He's undefeated, 27 wins by way of knockout. Just recently in April, I think it was April the 22nd, 23, y'all know he ran he won um that fight with Ryan Garcia. Yes, by knockout. Everybody was trying to say it was fake. We talked about that before too, right? Um, but he won that fight. Yeah, still remains undefeated, definitely a champion, and we definitely give him mad respect, mad love, because he's from Baltimore City. Um, but also being from Baltimore City, they saying a lot of his legal woes is associated from being a native here too. And I'm like, oh, that ain't right. But it might have some, it might have some justification. Uh, but yes, Mr. Davis, Mr. Davis, um, before we had reported on this hit and run that he was involved in back in 2020, I believe after leaving some type of celebration for a previous like a win um, right here in the city, hit someone in the intersection. I believe it was Martin Luther King and Washington Boulevard. It was full injured in that hit and run accident, including a pregnant woman. Um, he left the scene and he was driving in his Lambo. So we had Danny Lee up in her bins and we had we got Tank up in the city celebrating a win back in 2020. He's involved in this hit and one, right? Um, so this year, um, he went back to court. I think at the end of last year, he actually got his time where he was sentenced for a 90 day. I think it was just a 90 day home detention, three years probation. Uh, along with 200 hours of community service. Now, according to all the charges he had, he could have faced actually up to seven years in prison. So considering that was the outcome of this hit and run that injured four people. So he left this thing. He was driving in his Lambo, right? Crashed these four people, a pregnant lady. He left the scene. Um, all of his charges that he had stemming from that, he could have faced seven years. So um, from that, he was sentenced to 90 day home detention. He has three years probation and 200 hours of community service. Um, but just two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks, right? <laughs> just two weeks ago. Well, this month, put it like that, he got locked up and he's locked up due to serve the remainder of his 90 day home detention center behind bars. Mm-hmm. That's what the judge Thea Handy definitely um, ordered. What happened was it is being alleged that when he first received the sentence, his lawyer is saying that whatever house he was staying here in Baltimore was not big enough for him and his security detail. So they will be moving to the Four Seasons Hotel down in the, in the harbor, which they did. They moved with his, his detail, whatever else like that. Um, but then it was alleged that he just recently bought this multi-million waterfront down in South Baltimore, like down in the um, Locust Point area, 
um, bought him this waterfront house. So the reason he had to go back to jail to serve this 90-day home detention sentence is because they saying he kept moving and Judge Handy say he ain't let her know. And that ain't how it go. So they sent him to jail to serve the remaining of his sentence. So basically when he got the sentence to do the 90-day home on the sentence, it was some accommodations made for him um, considering his status, him being his um, world uh, champion, living here in Baltimore City, still residing here. Um, they allowed him to stay at the Four Seasons Hotel. Um, but then abruptly when he brought this property and Lucas Point, he moved there. So they're saying that Neither move was authorized. It wasn't a move. I'm, I'm sorry, because at first I said that they was accommodating him to actually move to the hotel, but that was just it. They were saying that none of his moves was authorized. So neither move, he notified the court of, this is the information coming out after the fact. So after he moved, this is what they're saying. That he first moved to the Four Seasons downtown because the house he was staying in wasn't big enough for him in security details. So he moved to the hotel. So while he was staying in the hotel, being monitored by the, um, the house, I guess they got notification of that. Um, I think he, someone said something, the judge may say something before. So I think they let that kind of not go. But, you know, it was noted, okay, now we know where he is. Okay, we understand that, um, sort of say. Like, okay, he can't stay in his house. He's down at the Four Seasons to accommodate him and his security. Okay, at least we know where he's at. He's on his home monitor. Um, but I think it got to it when he just abruptly, you know, just up and left the hotel and then went to this house that he bought. Now, my first thought was, oh, he, he ain't leave the country. He ain't even leave the city, right? <laughs> he ain't even leave the city in 90-day um, home detention. So, what, like, what's the problem? But then on the other hand, like, what's the problem in reporting it? Because it does appear that you do um, Tank has some valid, some valid reasonings, I would say, for wanting to move um, from the house. You was like, you know, I got to support everyone that's rolling with you, your security and everything else like that. So down to the fourth season, I wouldn't think the fourth season would be that exclusive or not saying exclusive would be that um, safe or that much more manageable than being in something privately for you, even though it's a hotel, but you know, people frequently come through there. It's not like kind of being in your own house and not having to frequently pass, pass people and see people with this big security detail and all that, walking the halls, walking in that area, however. Um, but it was home detention, right? So he was being, um, in the house. Well, I don't know. See, what do you think about that? Like, okay, you was been in the house. You weren't supposed to be coming out anyway. I don't know if he had a schedule where he could be out. Because a lot of times when you work, you got jobs, you have certain obligations, they'll do that too. They'll kind of put you on a schedule where you can be out certain hours and stuff. So I don't know the whole details behind his home detention order. Uh, but yeah, they sent our brother Tank down Central Bookings. That's where they say he at. They say he down Central Bookings because he was trying to have it his way and <laughs> move down to four seasons. And once he made it as that, he bought this house of Luca Pools. Like, shoot, I'm moving to my house. Um, but I'm like, okay, the four seasons must not have been working out. Or I guess that was unnecessary money, of course, being put out on a hotel. He bought this house, so it made sense to him. He was like, I'm going home. Jen, I'm going home detention. I'm going home. But the judge wasn't feeling that, so they got tanked. Ain't that ain't that terrible? Uh Champion 
Dale here and Central Booking. I don't know who to tell to do better. Tank or the Justice System. But I guess that's what. They got play fair. Rules are the rules, Tank. All you had to do is just like them people. I'm sure, you know, it was a 90-day sentence. You know, and then especially considering, just like I said, um, Brother was facing seven years behind all of this. You know, and even... You know, in the stimulus and him being on trouble, you know, he was still able to go and do what he was doing um, for his profession of boxing and everything else like that. So he didn't really have a whole bunch of limitations or restrictions, I guess, into the trial, you know, was coming or his court, his time in court was coming, you know, to prove whether he was innocent and guilty. But he got found guilty. That's what it was. He was facing seven years behind these charges and he got 90 days home detention. 200 hours of community service and three years probation. Now, that's a lot, though. That's a lot. <laughs> the watching that probation three years. I don't know how successful our brother going to be on this probation. And he couldn't maintain this 90 days of home detention. They just set you up saying, see, that don't want no black man to be great. But, no, you got to follow the rules. You got to follow the rules, brother. But I'm saying something is telling me that Tang is not going to do too good with his three years probation if he just basically failed at his 90 days home detention. That probation consists of hitting a report. Um, no, you can't get violated for not paying the fees. He definitely wouldn't have any issues um, with paying the fees and everything else like that. And then, yeah, he just bought this multi-million dollar house down in Locust Point, down in South Baltimore, and he was like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go down here. So I don't think he had any um, fights or anything coming up. He's like in his residence. He's joined the fruits of his labor um, from that recent win in April. Bought him a multi-million dollar waterfront down here, okay? A penthouse in Locust Point, okay? Bought him a penthouse, and he was like, I'm going home. To serve my detention, I'm going home. Um, my detention, I'm going home, but they wasn't having it. They got him down in central booking. So it's probably gonna be like a vacation to him. I know that it's different considering uh, I don't know how many days he got to be in his penthouse, but now he's down the big house, which is definitely far from a penthouse. They got a tank down here and use the time to train. That's that's the only place he's gonna be in the gym or whatever else like that. I don't even think they're gonna have him. Um, I'm stretching with that one because I doubt they're gonna have him in the regular population. I'm sure they're gonna have him somewhere excluded or whatever by himself. Um, because this is a night his own or whatever. I'm sure somebody you know how people is people people is and definitely people some people in jail be crazy. They ain't got nothing to do. You know, our portable, our other brothers and our others, whoever detained up in there. You know, somebody a trial. Why fight them? Just so they can say, just just so they can say, I'm for tank, you know, down central buttons. <laughs> just so they can say that they for tank, down central buttons. I, I, I see something like that. So I'm thinking they got him by himself, y'all. They ain't got to be like normal population or whatever. Like, I'm sure they're going to try to do anything they can to avoid something from that, like that, from happening. But yeah, pray for Brother Tank. Brother Tank, I hope when you get out and you get to return to your penthouse um, down here in Locust Point, I pray good, brother.
that you stay out of jail and have somebody be on your back. If you need me as an appointment scheduler, a reminder of whatever, call me. I'm kind of good with that, even though lately I've been missing my appointments. I missed an appointment yesterday in a med because it definitely was a follow-up that I needed because I told you I, I fell out and I needed that day going follow-up. Um, that's okay. I'll make it again. But yeah, Tank, if you need me, I definitely pray that you stay out of trouble. Um, but I know you're going to have your struggles with the three years of probation. And I'm hoping for the best for you, brother, but you definitely going to need somebody to be monitoring that or doing something with a host or whatever. I don't know what you need, but you need something. That's how this is going on with people. I'm telling you, they get that, that money. Can't nobody tell them nothing. They be doing whatever. And y'all just don't be having, I ain't going to say the right people on your team. Um, just like what's going down in City Hall, but y'all don't be having the people that be trying to tell y'all what's, you know, what's what. And I guess a lot of it comes from, you know, now that y'all on a, a different level, you know, you're trying to stay humble, but y'all in a different place in life, basically, essentially doing whatever you want to do. Got all this money to expose, you know, nothing that you can be denied of. You know what I mean? I guess it kind of sometimes contributes to, like, I need my sister. So who am I to try to tell them that they ain't doing right? But for real, it's an injustice. If you are blessed to follow somebody, you know, along on them achieving a dream like that and having this world, you know, status or whatever, I'll say that and not really being a friend, kind of just being a, a him, you know, just kind of like sitting around, not telling real like, oh, you might not want to do that. You know what I mean? I talked about that last week. Like I said, you're right. Thanks. Where's your friends? And Tank, where your friends? You be having a nice little entourage with you, but where they at? It wasn't nobody around Tank that was like, yo. You know how they be petty for baby and yo. You better call them and tell them. It's 90 days home detention. Maybe he didn't take a Thursday because it was 90 days. I don't know. Maybe he felt like uh, he wasn't feeling that he just got off for the seven years and he wasn't feeling great. I don't know. But it wasn't nobody right there that told him that said, yo, this call out and tell the judge you, you moving over here now for whatever reason. You don't try to get approved. Yo, it's only 90 days. We already down here. Ain't not happening. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Where are their friends? Um, So a lot of times, like I said, if you like that, you know, you got it. They ain't, what you know is who you know. Then we get these physicians and everything go to shit. Because people get in these positions to be on that shit and then they be on some shit. So, ain't nothing wrong with hiring your friends, hiring your family, having them around you and support, being there, whatever else like that. But it's just wrong if you doing wrong or you ain't doing right and they don't tell you. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. Not being a friend, being a hand. Even though being a friend, this is wrong. You clocking. You hear me? It's as long as they get to spend the money, they get to do the drinks or whatever else like that, they dead everywhere. That's why so much of that foolishness going on in the industry, going on down here in city hall, because everybody's afraid to be a friend. And when they be a friend, sometimes, like I said, you can't say something. You can't say nothing on the other hand. That's the catch-22, because then when you do say something that is the right thing, then they oust you. They don't want to deal with you no more, man. You can go here somewhere with that. Because <laughs> when people get that money, they think they want to do what they want to do. Yes, do what they want to do. That's why I be all them tribals. And especially like, you know, a lot of them, you know, artists and hip-hop artists and stuff like that, you know, with the substance abuse and everything else like that. Like, you know, like, it's a slick thing. 
you know, I seen something too that um Gangsta Boo, who uh transitioned last year, that her cause of death had came out and it was an accidental overdose. Um due to it was like some fentanyl and something like that that was um found in her system. You know, stuff like that. It was on New Year's, she was partying with I'm sure it's accidental or like, that's rapid too. That fentanyl, I'm telling you. Um, I've even heard stuff about people doing the edibles and trying to put a little dash in there, whatever else like that, and killing people, whatever. So you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. But like, you know, just stuff like that. You know, a lot of times in the music injury industry, just all of that, you know, that that kind of consists of that now. Um, not now and it's always been there. I ain't gonna say now. And a whole bunch of industries. This ain't just the the music injuries, that's kind of industry. That's kind of like the one that um is glamorized and everything else like that, but in a whole bunch of industries, the health, all of that type of stuff, them in industries and stuff like that, drugs is real apparent. And when we see people going hurt, haywire with this stuff, we don't say nothing. We be right there. People don't say nothing. People be mind their business. This is kind of like the norm. This is our norm. This is our norm. Uh, 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 uh. Well, on that note, don't drink and drive. And if you can, say no to drugs. But I know some people need some drugs that feel like they feeling some hugs. And it's that part, right? Um, everybody seem to hate their vices nowadays, you know, and that's why it's people taking legal for their mind. The thing that's classified as legal for their mind is safe saying, and a lot of people is smoking away their pain in the clouds and the clouds. Either way, we're gonna talk more about that. And yeah, we very be legal in July, whatever. Yeah, I got some more of what in the what's and what in the worlds, cause whoo, child, life be life and I'm going to go on a commercial break, but I'll be right back living how I live, doing what I do, coming through for you on Be Exposed Radio. Don't you go nowhere. Stay right here with me. And you better live. I'll be back. <laughs> We were free, but we had no place to be free. Lord, help me reach my piece of the promised land. Protect me on this journey. Marauders. Join us. We're all equals here. Nobody make sudden moves. Get on down. Hurry up. Drop the rifle, This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get the sheriff and bring him here. You saying guard? This beam pole guard him? But Tommy Walsh. Here we are. You and me. Guy out the horse. You know, this white folk ain't coming back. 
Just because they don't want to look at you don't mean I can't see. You'll always be a slave to the white man. What'd you call me? You said you'll always be a slave. Have you been on this side? Keep your mouth shut. They'd rather hang me for the color of my skin than to hang you for what you did. You ain't never gonna hang white boys. I had to learn as a black woman living in this damn white world that I gotta work three times. It's hard to get one fifth of what I deserve. After the war, I made a promise that I'll fight for those that can't fight for themselves. It looks like we believe in the same thing. And after that, just go about it different ways. Let's go about it together. My body is I didn't get a piece of my promise land. Didn't get the river swimming with milk and honey. You have to take what you deserve. You know, there's money buried out here. I think you missed on Jamie now. Follow you or die? Yeah. Baby girl, you in dangerous water. You can be a hero! The glory of it! Tommy Wallace and the colored girl! What's my name? Small Washington. God damn! That's not a headline you heard before. And I'm back. <laughs> I am back. I am back. Guys, hey, to fix my little clothes. Guess what, y'all? I gotta stop snacking. I got to get snatched back. I got to stop snacking because I know when I am gaining weight, I don't know about you, but guess what? I know when I'm gaining weight, right? Because my clothes always shifting. <laughs> when I'm losing, they falling off. And when I'm gaining, they keep rising up. Oh, we got to keep on adjusting and all that good stuff. I know I ain't the only one. Guess what? This is a big girl's world. Big girl status. So look, I hate it. It's all right. It's all right. And I'm all right. I'm all right. Loving myself, loving life more and more each day. Hey, 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 hey. Yes. And you should be living. Let me give a quick shout out to the birthday jazz, Gemini's, still in full effect. People were saying <laughs> last week when I reported all these wildfires for Canada that was affecting all of us, New York looked at like a scene. From a zombie movie. I even made a joke that it looked like, you know, Canada was turning its whole ghost into like a hookah lounge. I seen a couple of people even um put that on social media, like reports. I was like, see, a lot of people be thinking of like, you be saying the same things, joke, ha ha ha. Um, but somebody would swear that you stole it from somebody or you saying what somebody else saying, right? Um, but no, it just be like that. People be thinking the same. Um, but yes, that smoke, which was real eerie to me. I was like, hold on, what's going on? You know, I've said my conspiracy theory mind, but no, it just was my mind thinking outside of the box, not always believing just what somebody tell me or what I see, because everything seems possible, but then everything ain't what it seems. Um, so after that, these wildfires or whatever, you know, it was being alleged that they actually were setting the fires. I seen some videos where they were showing helicopters dropping fire and stuff of that sort. But I also know with all this technology, all this AI advancement type of stuff, right? All this media type of stuff, how they can twerk it. They can have you on there doing anything, which is scary to me. You know, all these filters and all that other stuff. 
You know, it's been movies out uh, like that. You know what I mean? People putting your face on people or putting you in a video, got you committing a crime. The next thing you know, the whole government <laughs> is after them or whatever. So that's what freaks me out about a lot of that stuff. But what's the, um, from these forest fires and stuff like that last, um, well, no, it was this month. It was recently. I'm ready to say last month, but no, I'm saying last show when I was talking about it. And I was laughing because they say they didn't get like that to a guy Gemini season. But again, shout out to the Geminis. My mom is a Gemini. My baby son, son. Yes, son, because he always shining like one. Fly guy Jai turned six on the 10th. My mom turned a blessed 464. On her birthday, June the 6th, it was my brother's birthday on the 7th. It was a uh, uh, grand birthday. It was a whole bunch of daggone birthdays, right? Um, my boy, um, Manga Spank birthday coming up. He's a Gemini. My guy, Eddie Moore. Shout out to Eddie Moore. Um, he's a Gemini. I know a whole bunch of good old Geminis. And of course, one of my favorite hip-hop artists, Tupac. Is the mighty Gemini. I always say I was doing his day. I always call my son Tupac. Y'all seen him rocking around this camera causing all this controversy. When I first started my show, I had to grab the camera. It was going to spin and all that other stuff. Toppy turban. Guess what? Ugh, time be flying and I feel like I'm in the woods and something. But y'all seen him. That's that type of Gemini stuff. They just Rain havoc. Yes, they did. Um, but I just say so many good people. They are good people. I love them so much. I have a lot of Gemini's in my life. Oh, happy birthday. Um, Aunt Ro, Aunt Ro just um celebrated her birthday yesterday along with her wedding anniversary. Yeah, she got married on her birthday um some years ago. Um, and she celebrated yesterday. So yes, there's a lot of good people that I know are Gemini's, um, good people, period. You know, we always acknowledge the Zodiac sign. I do believe a lot of those characteristics under those signs can contribute to us as individuals, as people, and a lot of it be hit on, but I know that it's not all what a person consists of, but I do acknowledge that, yeah, you be knowing. And sometimes when you find out what sign some of these people are, is or are, should I say, <laughs> to speak correctly, you be like, oh. I knew it. What's, what's your sign? Oh, you're a Gemini. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> oh, for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, let me get back into what I was saying about the forest fires that was coming from Canada. So after that, you know, the conspiracy thing of mine, um, me, not conspiracy theory, just not listening to all what they saying. And I know a lot of y'all were on that same thinking process as well. So from it, it seems, I don't know, I haven't heard any much about it now, um, really much so. But y'all see how I was looking up in New York. Um, it was some reports down in Las Vegas of a 911 call that I heard that someone calling, uh, apparently seeing some type of alien. Yeah, some extraterrestrial activity in their backyard. They were saying that wasn't fake, but then it was like, what a move, some aliens. Um, I had seen some information prior. I don't know if I dreamed this or I actually seen something because I told y'all I'm constantly, constantly, constantly looking at a whole bunch of um, news, media, different, you know, information outlets and stuff like that. Uh, one to just be up on breaking news to know what's going on around the world. And of course, to make sure I'm prepared for content for my show. Um, but I just, that's what I do. I like reading. I like learning. I like listening and, and seeing all type of things. I'll be doing it so much. Like I said, I don't know if I was dreaming or actually seeing this, but I seen something prior to 
the forest fires that was saying that it was going to be this whole thing about an alien invasion, that that was the next stunt, that the government was going to pull on us. And when we seen it, know that it was not real. So I don't know if I dreamed it or I seen it on side notes. You can't believe half of this stuff that you see now or half of this stuff that people are even reporting on or even some of the stuff you read, right? You can't, you can't. So that's why I'm saying you be going crazy trying to just maintain your sanity and maintain your reality from fiction and nonfiction and all that good stuff, right? So that's where I be at when I be reading this stuff. I, I, I take it in, but then I also be like, hmm, wait a minute. I don't know. You know, kind of like that type of feel. Um, but yeah, I seen something saying before that, that that's what they was planning. People were saying they was dropping these fires in Canada um, with the paint. Um, they're trying to say that that was the start to try to say that they was hiding some of this activity that was going on with the aliens. That's what they were saying. That's what they were saying. They were saying we had fire, false fires for years, these type of wildfires. For years, for years, for years. When have you ever known it? the smoke to be that bad and spread over here. So they were saying that these were actually being uh, purposely. Uh, yeah, Austin, which I reported to y'all was one of the main <laughs> reasons because 85% of wildfires are caused by human error and Austin being one of those um, re one of those ways in her human error that wildfires start they're saying that they set them kind of fires on purpose to kind of be the start of them saying that they were high in this alien stuff. It's been a whole bunch of reporting of that. People saying they saying UFO type of spaceships, all of that stuff. I don't know. But all I'm saying is that today I see aliens <laughs> running or whatever else like that. And that's nothing I don't know. Is it going to be like the machines or whatever? I don't know. But what I'm saying is that Keep your eyes open. And remember I said it. If we, next month, next week, it's aliens running around here and we got alien invasion. I don't know if I write it or dream that it was coming. Um, but that was that with that. Um, here, some more crazy stuff. More crazy stuff. It's precious as life is, unfortunately. Here we go again with my little Gemini friend. Here we go again. Here we go again. When he blaming it on there. Here we go again with my little Gemini friend. I'm going to get him. And then guess what? After every show, right, he'd be like, Ma, how did I do? Ma, I was good. I, um, I was quiet. <laughs> I didn't move or whatever else like that. I'm going to have to start kicking him out of the studio when I cover my show. See, I, I try to let him be involved. You know, your kids, you know, exposed to the different type of stuff. But I'm going to have to start kicking my fly guy out. <laughs> I had to start kicking out. I had to, as a Gemini, I ain't gonna care anyway. Um, but I told y'all, as precious as life is, we still have people just doing crazy stuff and showing just simply no appreciation and no consideration or no regard for life. Um, we know we talked about several times on the show the system, senseless gun violence here, um, uh, but gun violence is violence, people being killed tragically anyway from violence. Guns are not the only way that people are taking people out. Um, this Saturday, this Saturday, this story made me sick to my stomach right here in Baltimore City. A 26-year-old man um, by the name of Alan Jones fatally stabbed and killed his mother, 43-year-old Carla Jones. Um, this happened in the 400 block of Lorraine Avenue. Um, 
it was a report of a stabbing. The police uh, went to the scene and he apparently was on the front with blood all over him. At that moment, he confessed to murdering his mother and he was taken off. He was arrested. He's facing first degree charges. Um, I just was sick. Like, how you kill your mother? Look, he looked crazy. He looked crazy. Stuff be going on. Stuff be going on. Look, I'm looking all crazy. <laughs> in front of it, But stuff be going on. Let me fix <laughs> Look, y'all, everything happening. And that's crazy, y'all. But everything happened. And look, my Lord, Destin fell, everything. But yeah, everything happening. He looked crazy. He looked crazy. That is Mr. Allen Jones. Um, he killed his mother, 26 years old. He definitely looked older um, than 26. I don't know the whole backstory of it, but allegedly when the police um, showed up, he was out there with all his blood on him, and he immediately said what he had did, and they took him away. They took him away. How you tell your mother? How you tell your mother? I had just seen another story. Something happened. Um, where it was a mother and a daughter who hopefully did something to a grandmother. Um, something of that sort, like burnt her or something, like trying to dispose of her body. Look, y'all see me moving tables. I'm with my little desk. I usually have my little set up, my little desk in front of me. Guess what? With my mic. Let me move that a little closer so y'all can still see me with my mic and everything else like that. So we got a little adjustment of the set because it just wanted to adjust it sells everything. I hope, I hope y'all laughing. I hope it gives you a moment to laugh and just embrace life and all of this that I am feeling right now. The anxiety, <laughs> the little bit of burst, like, wow, this is day happen. I am still at the same time grateful to be feeling any of it and grateful to be going through it. Uh, but yeah, let me get back on track because, wow, did y'all hear that? Like, whoa, that's just so like how that happened. The leg was <laughs> um, all types of malfunctions. Uh with my senior buddy, that was the daggone, the daggone job, wrapping all the leashes and everything out like that, all around um this table, around my stand and everything else like that. Just got everything going um a mess in here. Um, but Mr. Allen Jones, look at him. Say, 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 his mother. I don't know what was going on. What could be going on to make somebody do something so despicable as that? But I am not his judge. Only God can judge him. And I am just praying for the family of 43-year-old Miss Carla Jones. Um, that's what definitely uh, made me want to report on that because I always, when I see stuff or whatever, and then they be so close to your age or just people like you. She just was a mother in Baltimore City. Me having an adult son um, as well. Me dealing with a lot of adult youth or whatever else like that. So when you just see stuff like this uh, in my friend, it just, yeah, it breaks your heart. It just makes you really think like, what is going on? He is really planning our face with all of this. What is all of this? Um, so from the look of his picture, he looked like he might be dealing with some um, mental health um, issues, maybe even some substance abuse issues, you know, and all of that. It's what I'm alleging because um, it definitely had to be something going on for all of that to be going on. Like, who stabs their mother, sits there and call the police? I don't know who called the police. Um, but what they were saying was that um, when they arrived, he just was sitting out there with the blood on him. And he just was like, yeah, I did it. 
basically. Wow. I need to pick my book up <laughs> back for the notes. Uh, but I guess I'm a legend. Something definitely was going on with him. Some mental health or whatever else like that. It's going to be rough on him. I can only imagine what he's going to go through over there and see. It's people like that. That would be locked up with Tank. That would be locked up with Tank and he'd be the one that trying him. And everything else like that. Because baby, that, that's really a demon. That takes a lot. The stab somebody to death, and allegedly his mother, um, all of the wounds were in her torso, her torso area, uh, to her body. So yeah, he stabbed his mother up. Stabbed his mother up. Twenty six year old Alan Jones stabbed his mother up. Forty three year old Carla Jones right here in Baltimore City this past Thursday. This past Saturday. So this tragic. This tragic, just tragic, just tragic prayers go out to the family because I know that is something that can break and definitely shape a family um, foundation, something like that happening. I can't even imagine something like that happening in my family. But it happens every day more often than we think is stuff like this. Keep happening. <laughs> And that be the thing, when I run across things like this, because of course the news does not report everything, you just don't know everything, so a lot of times when you be running across stuff that already happened or previously already happened, you be like, wow, this, this is so crazy. And that leads me right into my next what in the world that I want to talk about. Um, so with all of this senseless crime and all of this senseless, this senseless, senseless murder, um, typically in the inner cities and in the most um, poverty-stricken areas, lack of resources, the, the, the areas that have ma mainly us, the black folks, lots of people, mainly us, um, are faced with a lot of this. Not that it does not happen in other communities, um, but we see it more so, look, that's my word, more so in our communities. Um, so what has taken place down here, baby, down here and PG, which is not far from Baltimore City, is a disgrace. But with all this violence happening and whatever, I'll say that a kind of in a black community, in a black culture, is a lot of funeral homes that kind of become popular, but kind of catering to um, the services of these young individuals who lose their life due to senseless violence in the city. Um, this funeral home down in D.C. is the Compassion and Serenity Funeral Home um, that it was a co-owner was this man, Wilson Chavez, also known as West Chavez III. He was hired as the funeral director for a young girl's funeral, Ariana. She was the young, the young girl, 11 years old, who was killed, I believe, last month, um, traveling home with her family in Washington, D.C. from a Mother's Day celebration. Yeah, she was in a car, asleep. A stray bullet came through the vehicle and shot this young girl in her head, and she succumbed to her injuries three days later. Um, that was tragic. Um, the family hired this man, Mr. Chavez, um, who was the co-owner of this funeral home down in PG, who in some respects really got his notoriety from being a funeral home that kind of catered to this population. He's held, held 
several funerals. I've seen one um, of the nine-year-old. I believe his name was EJ uh, or PJ uh, Evans. I think he was eight or nine. He was the young boy that was killed as well uh, in D.C. It was D.C. or PG where he was in a house playing video games and a bullet came through his home and killed him. Um, but he previously did interviews as well with Inside Edition Digital back in 2018, was just basically um, being noting himself as one of the best embalmers and funeral services in the East Coast. Um, he spoke on how he catered to the Black community. When he got into this profession, he was not aware. He thought he would be burying older people. He didn't realize how many of the younger population that he would be um, providing services for. He spoke on how he treated and took pride um, and how he treated each client, each customer like a loved one of his. He spoke on, of course, the sense of violence that was played in the D.C. area and Prince George's because that's what he was speaking on, saying that, you know, he's seeing more young and young people. He's seeing more of the same people, the same families. Just was speaking on that, the census crime, how it was a tragedy, um, how it was tragic, how it was unnecessary, and how it, that, that's why I'm just completely blown away at this service. So let me tell you, what, I mean, blown away about this story and what Mr. Chavez did at this service. So Mr. Chavez, right, who has been hired as a director by Ariana's mother, who name is Miss Antoinette Belk, right, who says that her family is completely tra traumatized after this happened at her daughter's gravesite. So Mr. Chavez allegedly got into a verbal altercation um, with others who were at first initially to believe associated with another funeral that was taking place uh, down on those grounds, down, it was Washington something, Washington National Cemetery. So this was the location of where this happened. So it was at Washington National Cemetery. He was the director for this young girl's funeral. They were there till they had arrest. He allegedly gets into a verbal altercation with some other attendees of another funeral. But later it came out that it actually was the attendees of um, this baby girl who tragically lost her life um, on Mother's Day funeral. So it was actually a pastor. They say he got in a verbal altercation with and another person that was associated, I guess, with something for being facilitated in the services for her. Um, so the mother is reporting that Miss Back is reporting that she overheard him saying something at one point that he owned the body and actually spit on the pastor. Um, it was some other witnesses and everything that were saying that he was arguing with the pastor saying he got something for all you B A N's. Come on, follow me now. <laughs> I ain't trying to be too bold and be what you been doing all that, right? Even though we uncut, right? I, I need that supposed right? <laughs> uh, but it did say that the problem, but they said he said, they said he said, right? This funeral director who was out there said he 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 has a heart for the senseless violence, the gun violence, and he treats family as their loved ones and all this and all that. Oh, I would hate mm, this how you treat people as be family. And then considering you like posing nobody, but let me tell you what he did, right? So it went beyond him being into this verbal altercation, y'all. 
It went beyond that. So he's in this argument. He told them, I got something for all you bitch-ass niggas. Y'all don't run this funeral. All oh, this is allegedly. Y'all don't run this funeral. I own this body. So whatever the situation for, now I didn't see anything that they were saying that the pastor said or this other individual was saying back. So, you know, let's just put that out there as well as I'm telling the story. So it's nothing being reported on what they said, but it was a verbal um, altercation and only things are coming about what he allegedly said or what was allegedly witnessed by witnesses. And of course, the mother, Miss Beck, she was there. This is her daughter's service. She said this is really traumatizing that this happened. So after the physical altercation, allegedly, other um, people coming out to support the family actually try to get in between the verbal altercation and then get in between the verbal altercation. Hold on, y'all, because now that's what's happening. I'm ready to go. Did my bed? Give me one moment. Give me one moment. I'm even singing for y'all. Give me one moment. Everything been happening. I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> everything been happening. I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to cut us off. Uh, so everything else been happening, right? But I don't want that to happen. So thank y'all. Look, y'all understanding, right? Y'all better understand. <laughs> Y'all better understand. Um, but when the other supporters that was there um, at the service tried to intervene, get in the middle of the, the verbal altercation, kind of trying to calm it down, I guess. Y'all know how that happened. They probably was pushing them back or whatever. Uh, Mr. Chavis trips. They said at the same time he was tripping, he simultaneously was pulling a handgun from his waist in which a shot rang out. Unfortunately, that shot that rang out hit someone and killed them. Um, a man, 30 years old, who was to serve as the pallbearer. Now, I'm trying to look for his name. 30-year-old Ronald Stephen Banks was there to serve as a pallbearer. So when he... Mr. Chavis trip. He was pulling his gun out his waist at the same time, rang off his shot, and it hit 30-year-old Mr. Ronald Banks, killing him. He stood up and allegedly fired again. He left the scene and was later apprehended. So that's everything that's going on about the thing. And the 30-year-old who was killed from that gun, that fatal shot, where he was going to the ground was the nephew of the preacher. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, if that's not crazy, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. So now we got the funeral directors who is in support of laying people to rest, laying people to rest out here beefing on sacred ground at a funeral at. At a graveyard, at a burial site. One, I know this is a city where you know carrying um, guns or whatever. I guess is legal. And what Prince George's County? I don't even think we're supposed to know. That's a problem, Maryland. I don't think I. Don't, I need to look into that. But anyway, he had this gun on him. This funeral director, he had this gun up on him. Maybe it's his trauma from Dylan with this population on which he tried to give himself, you know, notoriety for, and not even give himself. He really has notoriety for this. That's why this is, like, so very shocking. 
So he killed somebody at this grave site. And can you just imagine? Like, you know, the mom did speak on the trauma of them and how traumatized they are that something like this happened at their daughter's grave site. They didn't even get to put her in the ground. On top of this is how their child lost their life. And I am at the service for my child. And my child, a Paul Burr, someone was serving as a pervert, get shot and killed at my daughter's funeral. Oh, that's a lot. And that's a mess, Mr. Chavis. That's a mess. But there's some statements that have already come out from his attorney that it's alleging self-defense. It's alleging self-defense. Um, in regards to that. But I don't think we have a self-defense. In the state of Maryland, right? We don't have no self-defense in the state of Maryland. It's like I said, I don't know what was going on. That see, that be the problem. That's that's the problem. That's why I got me hating guns. And every day when I be saying I want one, that just makes me like, no, I don't want none. Because it's like a problem is going to find you, and you're going to find a reason to pull it out. And who reason is not going to be the same way how we be talking about. Um, how the police get a you know away with it and say you know they fear for their life or whatever else like that. Um, when that does become the standard, you know the self defense or stand your ground. Like yeah, that's all you gotta say and and get your lawyer to prove it. That I was afraid for my life. I was standing up for myself. Now not, it was a verbal altercation. I don't know if his oh his life was threatening because he tripped. He was there. Of course, they said they was trying to break it up, but I don't know if he felt like he was pushed or whatever else was the case. But I just don't. I can't fathom what would be his reason or his justification for pulling this gun out at this funeral. And that considering that, you know, he's dealt with all these type of situations before, not these type of situations, meaning uh, I don't know if he's ever been in a verbal altercation before and it led up to him having to pull a gun and shoot somebody. I'm just saying dealing with this population when it comes to these tragedies and servicing these families who are, you know, losing people rapidly due to senseless gun violence, you would think but everybody's snapping. Everybody's terrible face. They playing out face. I don't know. What's in the water? We already know something in the drugs. But what's in the water? What's in the air? Is this from them daggone I don't know. I just thought I can't fathom what Mr. Chavez was thinking. What was he thinking? Even from an argument, he tripped. I don't know. You was embarrassed. I don't know, sir. I just don't know. See, when I be reading stuff and I come across stuff like this, I be trying to figure it out. I try to put myself in their shoes or to, you know, like I say, think outside of the box instead of just thinking the first feeling, which is always so like, what is it? The common thing to try to think and be like, oh, no, that's not right. Or this is that or whatever else like that. Um, you know, but I don't know. I just came across this story and I was like, really? Wow. You know, he has had, you know, interviews um, about this. You would think that he would definitely be more. Yeah, more sensitive or whatever to that population. Had some more humbleness about himself. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. And then what could have been happening at the graveyard? Like what he was mad? What the preacher wanted to say something extra? What did they wanted to, to bring her in a certain way and he wasn't with it? Because mind you, he was the funeral director. 
So you know, see, I don't mean no harm though. You know, these women that write this, these people that be running these services, I'm telling you, some of them do not have the best bedside manner. And I guess, you know, it kind of desensitizes you um from dealing with this so much. Like that's your profession, you dealing with people that are grieving and everything else like that. So some of them don't. They just don't. You know, you've been at some funerals where they just say stuff. Um, you know, the one famous one, sometimes about the, the preachers and the pastors when they be saying two minutes when you go up there do your remarks and that's it, black people. Um, but then sometimes too, when these new directions when they're giving directions about, you know, following the funeral procession or just anything in the funeral, whatever else like that, you know, they just be real. But they be doing that job. They be trying to Stay on track, you know, it's a time thing, you know, gotta be in order and everything else like that. But I just recognize that though about some of these um black funeral home directors or whatever for that. They just be, you know, they be they they running it. They running it and they be making it known they're running it. So I don't know what they did, this preacher and these other people, because um the other guy who got killed, who lost his life, Mr. Banks, he wasn't, it's not even being reported that he was in the verbal um, altercation with Mr. Chavis. So when he pulled his gun and he basically fired senselessly in his crowd, oh, he had this funeral, he could have killed anybody, he could have hit anybody, and which he did. He hit this 38-year-old man, Mr. Banks, and killed him. And he was the nephew of the preacher. So it's just sad. It's just sad, you know, but he was having whatever they was, whatever they were saying. I don't know what they were saying. Whatever they were saying, <laughs> whatever they were saying, he was like, I got something for all you, all of y'all. Y'all don't run this funeral. No, you don't own this funeral home. And I own this body. So I don't know what they was trying to do. Maybe they was trying to do something that was running him off his schedule. He was like, no, I'm the director. I'm here to do my job. But some stuff, like I say, I don't know. Y'all was already at the graveyard or the grave spot, so y'all already there. So I don't know what it could have been with time or whatever. I know they be wanting you to roll out and stuff like that so other people can get in there. But I don't know what it could have been with time. So what they was doing so bad, Mr. Chavis, where you had to rule your gun. So I don't know if the legal system is going to be on his side. <laughs> of course, I think not as a black man. I think not as a black man, but then also, not just a black, not just a black man. Let me let me just do that. That takes a part because I I'm always going to recognize that and acknowledge that. I don't care what nobody say. It's different. It's different when you're black with the legal system. But then also considering the fact that you was in the state of Maryland, you claiming self defense, you being in your profession. You know, I guess they can consider all of that. I don't know about your previous legal stuff because now that this is happening, of course, that's going to come out. That's going to start coming out. Um, so, yeah, I just was like, wow. Like, I could not believe that. I was like, dang on, Mr. West. West, Chad is the third. You was supporting the families and doing all this when he was with your name in that tragedy. And look, you didn't cause the tragedy. That's tragic. You playing an L face. You playing an L face. Right along with everything. I you know, I just don't know. And who else? Just keep on playing on face. So yeah, that's him. He looking all crazy now. So um, and then I know too that his bail 
was denied. So is Bell was denied. Did y'all hear that? Did anybody hear that? Because I told you stuff be happening. You don't be knowing everything. I just happened to come across that too, like on a whim. And I was like, wow, this is like right around the corner from me in Prince George's account. I didn't hear it. So when I read it, it just was like, wow. And then when I just read the whole backstory and who he was and what he was known for doing and stuff like that, I just was like, what in the world? Like, what in the world? I couldn't tell you what he's thinking, but he wasn't thinking. And prayers out to Miss Beck and the rest of Ariana, loved ones, and her family and everything else like that. Because the tragedy on top of a tragedy, that is just a lot. That's a lot. That's that's so terrible that that happened at the young lady's service and that somebody lost his life. And now on top of the family being there trying to agree uh, for that loss, that was sudden. Now they're grieving this, this loss. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Um, so the preacher that was his nephew, I don't know if it was any type of uh, relation to the family of Ariana, but he was there to serve as a pallbearer, and he got killed by the funeral director. Goodness gracious. By the funeral director. I done bring y'all a lot of what and the what's and the what in the worlds on this show, and I hope it gave you more motivation and more inspiration to know that you better live because they are playing in your face. They playing in your face, y'all. They playing in your face with everything. I done broke it down on a couple of people that was playing in their face. How we know the city and the, <laughs> the city council and the mayor, whoever else like that. You know, the people was in charge of the money. Always, always playing. And when they got the money, they just seem to play more. We talked about um, Mayor Brandon Scott not going on his trip that was planned to England to the film festival on the release of the film. The bold politic was it the bold politic or one of them? I don't know. I ain't got my notes in front of me. Um, but I'm reporting on that earlier during the show. He said that he wasn't going uh, on because it was other pressing priorities that he had to address here in Baltimore City. Um, one being the city council just approving the budget. We talked about their staff retention issues last week and this week gave y'all a little bit of backstory on some of the gossip that I was able to well not even the gossip, ain't no gossip they say that's what happening on a lot of the stuff that's happening down in City Hall and a lot of these staff uh, retention issues I kind of associated with what you know it's not who you know, what you know it's who you know, yeah it's a lot of that going on, a lot of hiring the friends, hiring the family um, previous associates and stuff like that, which is okay, but you got to make sure they know how to do the job too, okay? Uh, we talked about that. We talked about a lot of their outrageous pays and stuff like that. Some stuff that got approved from the city budget and some things that did not. The approval being with the fire department and the denial being with the state's attorney's office. We touched bases on that. And I talked about Danny Lay, who I got mixed up with Jackie O. Uh, we talked about people responses on uh who was his name? DJ Youngfly. DJ Youngfly response about his remarks, not his response, but people response that was crazy about his remarks that were made at Jackie O's funeral. Cause she passed away suddenly mm -hmm. after a reconstructive um procedure, but people were feeling like 
Um, they say it got a lot to do with the Illuminati stuff and that he made a sacrifice. I don't believe that. But like I said, I asked y'all, what were y'all thoughts? We talked about Danny Lane, who I had just known from being the baby, baby mama. They do have a beautiful little girl. Um, but Lord, we talked about her being detained for DUI in a hit and run accident in the end of May. Yes, they say she was drunk, drunk. But when she was finally slapped, she said, I had no motorists and I had no alcohol or beverages. She was lying. <laughs> you drunk when you talk like that. Um, but she was released through the 9500 um, bond. She is facing charges for hitting this man on his moped down there in Miami Beach, um, Florida. That happened at the end of the month. I talked about that. I talked about the troubles coming back to our own Baltimore native, Javante Davis, a.k.a. the Big Tank, who has a record of 29 and oh, oh yeah, he definitely getting it done. And 27 by knockout, but when he ain't getting done, is learning not to stay on the run from the police here. They say that's just associated about being a Baltimore native, but I say stop playing, stop playing in his face. Ain't got nothing to do with that because as y'all see, as I'm reporting things on the show, this foolishness is just happening everywhere. So yeah, get up off of Baltimore back. Don't do that. Don't do that. We try and be more here in my city and on my show. Um, I always hope to share positive positive outlooks on my show but the reality of it is i have to i have to share what's happening too and what's happening this this day and age and what's happening is the negative stuff it is the negative stuff so we can't talk about the positive without talking about the negative so of course i give him his kudos for being that champion but i'm like oh no you gotta stop getting arrested Mr. Davis is serving the remainder of his 90-day home detention sentence in Central Bookings. Yes, he is, because he thought that he could move from his house that wasn't big enough for him and his security detail to the Four Seasons Hotel. And then when he bought his multi-million dollar home down in Locust Point, yeah, they say the penthouse, baby, waterfront. They say it's nice, multi-million, okay? Right here in South Baltimore, the Baltimore native got to buy that. Um, but he moved from the Four Seasons straight over into his home. And Judge Handy, Alethea Handy, she said, mm-mm. Down here in Baltimore Circuit Court, said, oh, no, that's that's not how that works. Um, <laughs> this ain't working. You have it your way. You going away. So he is away. He is away um, down there. And he did duck seven years, right? He ducked seven years, but he was ordered to do this. 90-day home detention, 200 community service hours, along with three years probation. So pray for him because he ain't do real well on his 90-day home detention stuff. And I don't know how well he's going to do with the three-year probation. But I told him, holla at me if you need a appointment reminder, you need somebody or something like that. Holla at me. I got you, Tank. I got you, cuz. That's the Baltimore uh, saying right, I got you, fam. You know, we all cousins, we all family here. I talked about that. I talked about oh, despicable Baltimorean, despicable, in my opinion. Alan Jones, 26, who fatally stabbed his mother to that 43 year old caller Jones, had to report on that on the show. I talked about lastly, look, that funeral director, right? Talking about him and all his craziness. Oh, we, oh, my. 
Um, it just was a lot. Like I say, it happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. So you better know, honey. You better live your back. Keep on living, living life as it show up. Don't believe everything that everybody tell you. Don't believe everything you see. Listen to me. Learn it for yourself. But in the meantime, keep on living your life. Um, and the last thing with some of the what in the world, is always a what in the world. I hate to end with this. Um, but with the re-election coming up in our city for the mayor, also, y'all know what's coming up? The presidential. Yes. President. President. We ready to be facing that. Oh, and I'm so not looking forward to it. I, I was drained the last time. <laughs> And I was drained a time before that when Trump was president. But Trump, yes, Trump, of course, is facing another indictment, another indictment stemming back for his not authorized taking of those documents to his home and Fort Marlowe, was it Marlowe or whatever? You know, we put, reported on this sometime last year. But yeah, the former president Trump took these documents he took him home, like they say. They say he interfered with the FBI investigation. Basically, um, when they started doing the investigation and did the warrant, but saying he didn't have some, didn't want to turn some over, whatever else the case. So he got indicted. He is facing 37 charges. Um, something similar, of course, like the field or espionage. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and after his indictment and being in court, he was alongside his co-defendant, I think, who was one of his old the, the um, assistants or something. Um, I forget the not, guy's name, but he was also arraigned, uh, arrested and booked um, as well. His arraignment will be later this month. But Donald Trump, just like he always does, dump it, dump it, dump it, dump it, dump all of it. Yes, right? He went on another rant after his charges, went on a rant came on his social um, platform, yes, True Social, and a well, five-minute rant, just going on and on, talking about these documents, how he has the right to take them as a president. He ain't do nothing but the same thing other people did. Went back to, of course, bringing up the situation of Hillary Clinton and how this is just the interference in the election, and they are doing all of this. It's a hoax. It's just a hoax. And he's an honest person, and he hasn't done anything, and they're just doing this so he does not be president. All of the stuff that he continues to um, incite, he spoke on, just like how they did back in 2020 when the election was stolen from him. He's still going on those claims. He's going on that they are picking him. It's just a witch hunt, and it's a hoax. And Hillary Clinton had something um, that was similar, and she was not indicted. But those were false. Um, I've seen statements from FBI personnel and people who are knowledgeable about the man that say it does not definitely equate to what he was uh, being indicted for, you know, when she had them issues about her email stuff. Um, but they said it does not equate. She definitely didn't have as much um, information or whatever else like that. And what she did was not in criminal intent. Trump, in his rant, crazy as he is, he kind of like admitted like, yeah, I took a nigga's smiles. That was my business. I was a and I can do what I can do. And when, you know, even I was in a position to declassify them, I wasn't president almost. I didn't do it. And I just kept them. And, I and everything that I you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Okay. That's what I was thinking. But I also see something that says it could be 
not used or whatever. I don't know. But in his rant, he came out and basically admitted to you what they are alleging that he know he was not supposed to take these documents and have them up in his house. And he did it anyway. That's what they're saying. So they're saying that he did it with criminal intent. He did it knowingly that he was not supposed to do it and it was against the law. So he's indicted, but he went on that rant. Y'all got to look at it on True Social. He just kind of went in circles. They always talking about buying and they're talking about how incoherent he is and how old he is. But what Trump is, 77, baby. And he's talking like he's seven. He ain't talking this like a seven. They too intelligent. I ain't even going to say that. He's just talking like he 207, making no daggone sense. And respect to the elders, but just making no bag on sense. He kept on just repeating himself, going back to that. He never missed the anything that he says. That's always his justification. He always got to say something else somebody else did and why they not getting the same treatment or whatever. Because they not doing what you're doing, sir. And you keep on inciting this. And then can you believe he is still one of the front runners on the Republican Party for the presidential candidate in 2024. Ain't that sad? And they said, even after his indictment, his campaign raised $7 million. And once they, and then in New Jersey, when he did something wrong, it raised $2.5 million. But that's just all. That's just all of him. I just had to bring that in. Just to let y'all know, that but was a good way to end the show. What you said there. The interesting part about what you just said there is that he's probably going to use some of that money for his legal expenses. So prepare yourselves for that. Yes. And they said that it's just too cloudy. You know, with all of that going on, they saying basically his whole campaign is just going to run on this whole 18 months about how he's not guilty and how frivolous these indictments are. And he's just not going to be able to focus on what we need him to focus on, which are the issues of this country. So him being indicted well, is an issue altogether. I would like somebody to point out a time that he focused on an issue. Ah, I can't. <laughs> oh, oh, he was going to build what he said. Well, it wasn't. It. Well, people didn't say it's an issue, but... He was saying it was an issue against him and his pro boyfriends. You know, they ain't with the Mexicans over here when he was speaking on building that wall. That never happened. But Nothing it never happened. Trump, that's I was what I'm saying. saying he was he, gonna I'm going to focus on the issue that actually comes yeah. to fruition. Nothing Trump said that he ever was going to do as president has come to pass. And nothing that anybody says he does, he ever says that he did. He just always puts them on somebody else and say, his children even talking crazy. I didn't see them lately um making some public statements and everything else like that and then essentially like i say he's been clicked over every platform and i don't know if this truth social thing is his or not but he's using it to just spill more his rants or whatever i'll say that and what's so sad is that with all of this and these indictments after indictments and all these charges and all this stuff like this is really historic no historic in its own right no other former president of the united states has ever been indicted and is running. So it's that it's just crazy in itself. And then it cited all of the stuff, you know, that 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 oh my goodness, that um thing up at the at the um what was it up in the necklace at the I can't even get my words out. He just a mess. He just a mess. Well that's oh, the capital's not the capital's not the the capital's in DC. And the capital, right? The capital <laughs> up in DC when he started all that mess, he just started a lot of mess. Um, we talked before about how we know it was already this racial tension and stuff like that in our country or whatever said that, but it really became real, real, real vision. <laughs> like he was making it known, he was letting them know that he was there for them. And a lot of these white supremacists 
and different like that. They was running rampant and they still is. And there's a lot of them that still want him up in there. And there's a lot of them that still sitting in a lot of their government seats. A lot of them that are running on the Republican for um, president as well. A lot of them are starting to switch sides and come out, of course, um, to go against them because they want to be president. But a lot of them are not. They are still backing them. And guess what? He is saying this same stuff so much. He got them saying it because that's all they say in response to all his stuff he got going on. They just bring up everybody else's stuff and why this ain't happening. It's a witch hunt and it's a hoax and he ain't do none of this and they just doing this. It's all, it's all election interference. So I don't know. All I'm going to say is if you're in a vote before, you better vote because they, I don't know what's wrong with people. They planning out phase. All that Trump doing, Trump did, and they want him to be president again. Yes, 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 my friends, they did. Uh, well, I got to get up out of here. I'm a little bit over my time. Everything was happening. Guess what? Time was not on my side. Neither was my set, and neither was my son. The night. I don't know. He's going to ask me how well he did when he got up, when I get off here, and I'm just going to tell him, you did good, but do better next week. And you as well, do better. You know, I love you. God loves you. God bless you. I hope you join me next week. You know, I'm doing my due diligence to get your guest up in here, somebody to talk to. I can announce on the 29th, I'm supposed to be having a wonderful Marquis Clinton, also known as Marquis Brunelon on the show. So definitely check us out on the 29th for that. Um, but I'm up out of here, y'all. God loves you. God bless you. I'll be back. Next week, like I never left through Be Exposed Radio, your news, our reviews. You know how we do. So come on through with your girl, Goddess Chas, Chas Real, the Empress, Lady Cake Mix. You better live. See y'all. Got your in the back. Oh, I don't even want y'all to see them nails, but I'm living. You better live. I'm going to get them done tomorrow. Be quiet. <laughs> see y'all. No, you will. Thank you.